Hello and welcome to a very special edition uh, bonus episode of The Running Podcast. Today we're going to be joined by the recently crowned world champions and the Great British women's team from the Junior World Championships 2019 in Denmark. That's Megan Keith, Fiona Bunn and Grace Malloy. They'll be talking us through their runs at the Jaywalk Relay and how they took a first ever gold medal for Great Britain in the Junior World Championships. We're joined by Megan, Fiona and Grace. And firstly, I question to um, all three of you, has it sunk in yet? Has, has this gold medal, have you managed to process it? Um, yeah, uh, well, it's... <laughs> nah, it's easy, it's, it's, it's run of the mill, of, isn't it? Yeah, no, nah, it's sort of slowly getting there, but I had the whole half hour on the relay to come to sort of think about it as well, because I knew when I was going out that it was very much there for the taking. So that was like a half hour of thinking about it before actually it even happened. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, no, nah, it's, it's crazy, but it's, it's, it's taking its time. But I, I'm, yeah, pretty much... I'm, I've confirmed it in my head now. We've done it. We've, we're there. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Fiona? Um, well, I kind of... Once Megan came back in such a good position, I kind of knew we had such a good chance. Um, so, like Grace said, I was thinking about it during the whole time. But it's just crazy, like, coming back to the UK and just looking at the pictures, videos, and being like, we actually did that. So that was, yeah, it's just been really cool. How about you, Megan? Yeah, I think it's still sinking in, but I think after the relay, I knew we had won. But it wasn't until someone came up to us and called us world champions, which just sounded crazy that it actually <laughs> sunk in a little bit then. And it's still, yeah, the pictures are so cool and there's such good like video footage of the whole thing. It's fun to go back and watch it already. <laughs> Yeah, watched about ten times. Well, yeah, something like that you definitely want to see, and and you know the energy coming from the commentators as you reach um, the last control is just absolutely infectious. But let's like let's kind of break it down and and have a little chat about like each of your legs individually. So Megan, you started us first. Uh, Take us through your run. Um, so I was very nervous before the start because obviously Grace and Fiona were already jaywalk medalists which was (laughs) so cool um and there was kind of there was an amazing atmosphere before the mass start but and the commentator was just going a bit crazy and he had all this cool music on um and then the mass start was something else because Mm. um there was like the steep hill and then there was it suddenly went down still on the run out and started twisting around down the hill and people started tripping over at the top of the hill and then falling down the other side so that was a bit of a shock straight away um but once we got clear of that section it kind of we stayed together as quite a big group for a while early on which I think was expected um but then the gaffling was kind of there was multiple controls in a row which were gaffled, which I wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. um, which meant there was bits where I was off doing my own thing, which was a bit worrying because I didn't think I would be doing that so much on the first leg. Um, so I was kind of doing a little bit of running to other controls. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, no, I knew I'd come back through the spectator. I kind of, I had a little slip off about halfway where I visited the wrong gaffle and dropped a bit of time. So I think I came through the spectator just off the first pack. Um, Mm. And then just kind of sped up, even though I got told I need to run at 70%. I'm not very good at that. (laughs) So after the spectator, I decided I wanted to make up a bit of time. So I put the burners on a little bit and caught up with the front train, I think, and came back and handed over in fourth to Fiona. Was that the tactic that you went through the night before, Megan? And so just in like the team meeting the night before, I know we, we in the um, in the senior setup and when I've been at Joe, you know, you discuss tactics, discuss how you're going to run on first leg, what you might expect to happen to you, how you're going to react to that. Was that kind of spoken about before when you mentioned the just run at 70%? Was that kind of the instruction you were given or maybe a tactic you were going to employ or did you just go out there completely, you know, free, I'm going to run this as it, you know, as it comes at me? Yeah, so we had discussed it and I was told quite clearly not to run full gas, which (laughs) I don't think I was doing very much of it. Um, And just to get back in a good position for Fiona, but not do anything crazy like running off the front. Um, So just to get back in the first pack, which I managed, but it was kind of, I'd never run a relay being told exactly how I was supposed to get back. So that was quite new. I normally just go and do my own thing and run around a bit crazily. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked out. And I think uh, looking at the tracking, it looks like you found yourself at the front by about control number four. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that. And I don't think I actually realised I was at the front until I went back and watched the tracking. Um. It's the same thing we've spoken and, about before, Catherine. It's when you're at the front of like T. Amelia and Eucala, it actually feels calmer when you're in that position at the front. And like you say, Megan, you probably don't realise it at the time. Like, oh, hang on. This is meant to be like a hectic place, but I'm at the front and it's, you know, do my own thing. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was less pressure to try and work out who was going my way and who wasn't rather than just kind of running up there with them. Mm. Uh, fantastic so you finished in fourth and then it was over to Fiona so Fiona uh, talk us through your run um so we were basically in quarantine um in the arena behind the big screen so we could hear the commentary whilst we're waiting Mm -hmm. but we couldn't see anything um and for the whole of the first leg basically they focused the commentary on the boys race because they were finishing um on their final Mm -hmm. leg so there was a lot about well the GB boys team and who actually finished on the podium in sixth. Um, But also like all the other men's teams. So we didn't know anything that was happening on the women's. The first time they mentioned it was, oh, and the first woman's going to come through the um, spectator control. And then they just stopped and didn't tell us who it was or anything. (laughs) Uh, So we were just all waiting for ages. And then I think it was a Bulgarian came through in the lead, which was unexpected. Hmm. And then Megan, she said, um, in about eighth or ninth, I think, just just in the... she just caught the chasing pack, basically. Um, so I was then went into the changeover and was waiting, and suddenly Megan came in a sort of... I don't know, it was, must have been only about 15 seconds down in the lead, in fourth. So she caught a lot on that last group. Um, and when I saw her, I was like, just... This is the perfect place to be. Um, so she'd really, really done her job well, and I just had to go out and stay calm um so the first few controls were 
as Megan said, the gaffling was, it was quite wide gaffling. So, um, like I was with one other girl for the first section and it was quite obvious that the other two, the other group of people were nowhere near where I was need, needing to be. So it was quite easy not to make a mistake on the first forking, which is always the place that I really focus because if you don't nail the first control, then you just set yourself off on a, on a bad foot. So I was quite happy to get through the first bit safely. Um, and then, so there was a pack of about four or five of us with two Russians, a Swede, um, not sure who else was there, but, and then I was yeah, just... Yeah, there must be the Bulgarian as well. Yeah, Bulgaria as well. Um, but yeah, we had a reasonably long leg, which I think some of the other... Um, like leg one and leg three, I think, went round the track a bit more and our group just went straight. So I was a little bit worried because it was quite green and bushy, but popped out right on the control. Um, and yeah, I was just running kind of, as Megan said, in control, not going full gas because there was no need to run off the front of the pack I was with. But then equally, I was by myself for a lot of it. Um, probably because the forking was so wide um, mm. and we were in a really small pack. So there was not that much chance of someone else being on the same one as me. Um, yeah, so the first whole large loop before the spectator went pretty well for me. I was just, as I said, I was being controlled rather than really pushing it because I knew I, all I had to do was come back and give Grace a good chance on last leg. And we all trusted in Grace's ability based on the the rest of the week. Um, so I came through just chasing the Russian girl um, in the spectator. And then in the final loop, I made a mistake. I was, there was a control in a pit and mm. I was running into it by myself and couldn't see it when I got, I got pretty close to the control, but I just couldn't see it. Um, and then the basically the plan was if I, couldn't find that control because it looked like a bit of a bingo control mm. I wouldn't spend time just hacking around trying to find it which I might have spent a bit more time in a individual race because you don't have the um like you don't have the obligation to the rest of your team members to like be safe so I this because it was a relay I just bailed out to the path tried to confirm exactly where I was so I was the main concern was that I might have been in the wrong block of forest um mm -hmm. I didn't want to spend time like hunting around for the control um so I relocated and came back in but I think that was a very tense time for the spectators in the um in this in the field um and it did take me a while to relocate I was still on the track for what seemed like ages but I just couldn't find anything that would completely confirm I was in the right place because there was like some there was two spurs on either side but then there was also two spurs in the parallel block so mm -hmm. I was like how can I confirm and the Russian was off in a completely different block of forest because that was how the forking had played out um so I was stressing slightly but managed to find a ditch that I relocated on came back in and just as I came back into my the control um the Swedish girl who was chasing me like popped out of it so then I just put the burners on for the last bit and I think I pulled away from the Swede by mm. 20 or 30 seconds and came back in to hand over to Grace. About a minute a minute and five seconds down, I think, on the Russian girl. Um, so I did 
lose some time at the end, but I think I limited my losses and just tried to have the confidence to bail out quickly, relocate quickly and come back in. Hmm. And that confidence to do that's fantastic. In that pressure moment, like 1K to go in a relay when you're in the fight for a medal, that's that's great just to have the faith in your ability. Like, nope, I'm doing this. I know this is going to work. Do it. And it works. It's, it's great. Yeah, I think I learned from some mistakes that I made in the long distance when I should have relocated quicker and limiting the losses is much more important than... I think just expecting to have a perfect run is not the best way of going into a race because then when you start making a mistake, you're like, <laughs> I've lost it already. When actually no one's going to have a completely perfect run and it's people who deal with the small mistakes and slip-ups and correct it and like rescue the situation that do well. Mm. Especially in a jaywalk relay because they can get yeah. pretty hectic. And I think people who haven't run them don't realise quite how manic they can be because everyone just loses their heads all over the place. Like, the, I mean, the British men's team, is there's a thing where the second team is always ahead of the first team at one point in the relay because the men's first team <laughs> just ruin it completely on like an early leg. I did it. The year after me did it. The year after that did it. And uh, Yeah, we, we just can't hack it mentally, I think, the guys. The Swedish teams, both of the second teams beat their first teams this year. Yeah, see, there you go, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a trend too. So uh, you handed over um, Fiona in second, as you said, it was like a minute and five seconds behind um, the Russian team. Uh, and then Grace, it was over to you. Um, th- what did you know going into the start of your, your third leg and, and how was your, your leg? Um, so I'd known that um, Fiona was like up in the front pack and then in when I was waiting around they were saying that she was making a mistake in the last loop but they'd initially said it was quite big maybe like two minutes or so but actually it turned out it was only a minute so I didn't know exactly how far I was going down because they didn't say but I I thought it was around the kind of minute ballpark Um, but actually her making that mistake in the last bit settled me a little bit more because if it had only been 20 seconds behind, I would have been really pushing off the start to catch the Russian team. Mm. But actually, because it was a minute, I decided that I was just going to do my best to defend our current placing um, by navigating cleanly. And if I happened to catch the Russian girl, then that's what happened. But that wasn't the aim that I set out with. I didn't go out trying to catch first. It was just mm. go out to try and defend the silver. And if you happen to get get higher up than that, then obviously brilliant. Um, so yeah, set off reasonably cautiously, but like steady, I guess. And then mm-hmm. hit the first two all fine. And then took a little bit of a bad line out of that one. And the Swedish girl must have been pushing pretty hard because she uh, caught me up. Not like completely, but she was kind of on my back. Um, mm. And But then actually after that, she was only with me for two controls. And then we s- split up gaffling and I never saw her again. So yeah, fine. she actually, I think she actually followed you to the wrong gaffle and then had yeah. to go back and that's where you dropped her. Yeah. Um, Absolute punter. <laughs> yeah, no. Because no. <laughs> we'd, we'd split going out of that control, but then we came in together towards my control. But I didn't realise this at the time, but just looking back on the tracking, she hit my control and then had to go back and find hers. Um, but that was fine. Like, I wasn't really worried when she caught me up because um, I was sort of backing myself against whoever they had like presumably she was only the fourth best runner in the Swedish team so I was like she can't be that good 
So, <laughs> like, she's not going to absolutely run away from me. So, as long as I keep hitting my stuff, then I should be able to at least keep pace. So, that was fine. Then I just ran through the next bit completely alone till suddenly got to control 11, I think it was, on the course, and saw the Russian girl. And we came in, like, completely exactly the same time. We literally both mm. uh, punched the control simultaneously. And I hadn't seen her at all before that. Um, and it was really weird because I looked at her and she didn't look either like panicked or really determined to catch me up she sort of looked resigned basically like oh um, she looked right. really tired and she didn't like gas to get straight on me and it was I was like oh we might be onto something here because I knew she was good because she'd won the long and had been doing really well all week but yeah I was sort of took confidence from how she looked um and yeah then, well I think I think she'd just you like came like along the top of the spur I think to get that control and she had a different gaffling and had to go like straight up about five contours to get to that control so maybe that really took it out of her and struggled yeah. to get get through after that I can confirm that, definitely... that hill was horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was definitely a, a slower gaffling that she had um, mm. and because Fiona had lost time to the Russian girl on the same split on second leg but it meant that I could then game time Mm. on the last leg which was really helpful yeah. um so then it was yeah fine only we had a couple of longer legs back into the spectator uh came through that in the lead which was exciting but still only the russian girl was well in sight like she was only maybe 10 10 15 seconds behind me um but i just just had to stick to my plan which was just do your own nav find the controls and whatever the result is is what the result is so that was fine there was quite a tricky one after spectator but i hit it Okay, and then... Uh, was that the marsh in the green? Um, yeah, it was like a ride in the green. Oh, yeah, yeah, beside the marsh, the yeah, yeah. Um, but then I didn't really look at my compass that well coming out of that one, and but it wasn't too bad, and then I set off a couple of steps down the wrong path, but I came back, uh, and but that by that point she was like right on my back. We punched basically together, uh, and then there was a leg across a rough open section where I decided mm. to go straight, but she opted for to avoid it, um, mm. and that's when I got another kind of gap back on her, and then yeah, I was fine through the rest of it. And coming into the last couple of controls, I was sort of thinking, I was actually gonna do it, like hold her off, um, um, and yeah, then just kept on it. Came into the last control, was very relieved to find that one because it, that's not a given. I've quite often actually not found the last control on the run-in very efficiently and I didn't have a lot of time to play with so uh, so I found that and I was also very very relieved it didn't go to a sprint finish because I was, would not be backing myself um, but no came into the field and it was yeah it was amazing like there was just so much noise and the common ears and the crowd and to see Fiona and Megan there just absolutely grinning it was so good um, so we got a bit of a glory run-in because I had about I think it ended up being 15, 20 seconds, so there was enough of a gap that we could celebrate going down, so it was, yeah, amazing. Yeah. So the commentators were getting quite stressed when you you uh, did the different route choice from her from the ride in the green. They just suddenly kind of flipped out, like, what's, hang on, what's going on? What's she done? She missed it. She's not gone fuck because the GPS didn't go far enough into the green. It's like, oh, she's missed it. The Russian's got this. No worries. Like, hang on, she's moving on without punching the control. And they were really stressing. Which didn't make me very calm because I was watching it at home, working from home, praying that someone wasn't about to call me like to set up a meeting. 
it's getting really stressful this and i'm not even the one running but no really well done for holding your head in that kind of tough tricky situation on those last five controls yeah and what what i was surprised about was that she didn't put the foot down and catch me up because i was in sight pretty much the whole way around the last loop and it wasn't it wasn't a gaffled loop so Mm. i was surprised she didn't just stop looking at her map and try and get get on me because i had to go slower Mm. because i was navigating but no, it just basically held the same gap all the way through from spectator to well, I lost it and then we got it. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the last loops often not gaffled. Did you guess that was going to be the case? Well, because they, they we weren't sure because they had gaffled it at Jaywalk last year, but mm. in the boys when we were watching the last thing, the boys they said on the commentary that the boys' last loop wasn't gaffled. So <laughs> I would have been very surprised if they'd then mm-hmm. gone on to gaffle the girls. I think well, that, that was a mistake from the commentator as well because he, I think he started saying that and then kind of like faded out right at the end of the sentence as it, if he <laughs> kind of realised he shouldn't have said it. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised they'd given that one away. But it didn't, it didn't really affect me. <laughs> yeah, that's me. not good. It, it was more like it affected what the girl behind me was doing. But for me, like I was still leading so I still had to find all the controls that were on my map. So that mm. was just what I I'm, tried to do. I think you're right though. I'm surprised she didn't try and push and catch you because maybe she just expected you to mess up. It's like, ah, oh, the Brits, you know, they've never done this before. You know, they won't be doing it anytime soon and, and I'll, I'll have this in the bag. But, you know, yeah. it's well, a bit were, of a confusing tactic. Defe- yeah, they were the defending champions. But I think she was... Well, one, I was probably moving quicker than I'm giving myself credit for. I wasn't actually jogging <laughs> along. Um, <laughs> but also, she she was probably just tired after, like, Modest. a whole week of competition. Um, and... Yeah, it just didn't have enough energy to get back on it. And it was the last section was through some slightly tougher terrain, I suppose, as well. It was a little bit slower than some of the earlier sections, and I tend to be a little bit stronger when it's a bit rougher. So that probably played to my strengths as well. Mm. It's that kind of cross-country thing, isn't it? Like Once you go past someone, you go past them. You don't let them get a gap to hold on to you. So if you're in that rough terrain, you don't let that gap close up and let them get back to you. Yeah. Um, so Megan and Fiona, let's bring you back in as well. Um, you must have been waiting super nervously in the arena. What was the atmosphere like there? Um, well, it was incredible. Like we, all the GB parents and spectators who were there had like the GPS tracking up on their phones, just so like even though they're showing it on the big screen, they weren't showing it all the time. So we could always be looking at the tracking or the live results, and we we're just standing there like super super nervous but like so excited because having seen grace come through in the lead spectator there was a pretty significant gap down to finland and sweden um Mm. i mean not like completely it's not like we had silver in the bag but um we were pretty confident it was either going to be gold or silver and we were just telling ourselves like either of these results could be would be incredible but we were still like hoping for the gold so much um and we had a lot of faith in Grace, but we knew it was going to, like, the Russian was one of the best competitors in the whole competition because she'd won the long. Um, so I had to sprint back to the tent to grab the flags that we had. Um, <laughs> and then we were waiting at the end of the run-in and we just had to, we knew the GPS tracking was about 30 seconds behind. So we just handed the phone away and we were just waiting just to see who would come out of the forest first. And, we were pretty sure it was going to be Grace, but we weren't sure. Um, and we were waiting to see if we'd be able to 
running with her or whether it was going to be a sprint finish. Um, but it was it was a good moment because we knew we'd all had... Like, we were really nervous before because we knew we had such a good chance and we didn't want to throw away that chance. Um, but mm. having all executed good races, we would have been happy with either result. But then just to get the gold was amazing. There was so much support, so much noise. And, like, running down the running together was one of the best moments of my life. And to for that to be my final race at Jaywalk, it's, I think it was my 21st race at Jaywalk. So... Wow. It was just really good to finish on a high and I'm just so happy to have shared it with the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm like what uh, such a great atmosphere in the team. There's a great shot in one of the videos of uh, the whole team just embracing you right at the end. Megan, how special is that? Oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, and no, I hadn't quite, like even though we were watching the GPS and we knew Grace was leading, I hadn't quite thought about like what would happen after we crossed the line. It just all suddenly hit after... I don't know, the commentary, and we crossed the line and we had quite a big winning margin and it was just incredible, yeah. And and how much did that, your win, the, your t- the team win as well, but also um, Grace, the two bronzes and Fiona, the silver, how, how much did that affect the whole team's atmosphere and mentality across the whole week? Um, well, I think it was... It was really positive, obviously, because we could see that we were able to compete with the best in the world. And some people didn't have the results early on in the week. Like, I know Fiona wasn't happy with her runs early on. But what it showed was that um, at our best, we we could be up there. And we very much were on the same level as the top girls. But we knew we had to put in the performances to be able to deliver the results. Um, and just, well, we managed to get a medal in every single discipline. So just every single day was a success and even before the relay it was our best ever jaywalk for gb so to finish with that was was amazing yeah yeah well i think there's there's some uh like crazy stats that have been going around on twitter on the red line saying um you know so there were more medals from this um jaywalk than there were on any you know combined of the the last all of the last jaywalks for great britain which is i mean just amazing to hear yeah that was really really cool um I think partly the terrain really did suit us this year um the Danish terrain was not too different to what you can find in the UK um Mm. and also just over the last few years like everyone has been really pushing each other along so obviously me and Grace have been batting against each other in the UK for Mm. years um Grace has just come back from her gap year um, where she's been able to do loads and loads of training and it's really raised the standard that we had to do to, um, just to be selected. Uh, and Meg- Megan's coming through as EYOC sprint champion and really pushing against us in all the, like, all the selection races we had over Easter. Um, and I think that really did help all the GB girls and, well, and the boys as well um, just to... I've experienced the level of tight competition that you need to really like bring out your best um and yeah the recent races like sprint scotland me and grace were both at and that's like the tightest competition i've experienced in the uk for mm. like well i don't think i've ever been in a tighter sprint race we were like the top three were separated by six seconds after three races 
So it's just yeah. that sort of thing when any mistake actually really does count, when which really helps you to practice and get that experience and raise your game. Yeah, definitely. It's something that um, a, a couple of the uh, senior guys we've been chatting about feels like as a nation we're we're quite close to a breakthrough. And I think this this could be it. You know, we've we've been knocking on the door for a few years in the in the walk relay, and the jaywalk relay has always been a focus for the last kind of six or seven years. I think that it's been a kind of all right. We're going to the jaywalk, and the relay is going to mm. be where we're going to get the the medal. But to actually do it, it feels like a massive breakthrough for the for the whole nation, for the whole team. So it's just amazing that it's happened. Yeah, it's so exciting, and I think hopefully, like everyone can I think everyone has confidence in the relays we always go into the relay day thinking this is like this is our moment we know we're good relay runners a lot of the Brits Definitely. are quick compared to the, their competitors so racing head to head really does help um, like we've had really good results especially on like first leg and it's just being able to string three good performances together which like I'm sure other teams have had the potential to do in the past as well and in the future and it's just being able to actually do it shows that it's possible, but a lot of people have the potential to get get to this. Yeah, what I also thought was really nice was the fact that to do it, none of us had spectacular performances. Like we all did make some small mistakes and we weren't perfect, but just the level of fitness we had combined with being able to keep those mistakes to an absolute minimum was what was required. But the fact that it didn't take three absolutely stunning runs makes it feel like we can do it again it's not it's not just a one-off and hopefully in the future we can continue to get some really good results i'm pretty confident you will after yeah. this <laughs> i mean it's it's also you know those solid performances the speed that you have but also like the mental stability that all three of you were being you know able to have megan as like your first junior world championships fiona you know coming back from some disappointing runs earlier in the week where you you knew you had the speed and being able to you know pull it off and and grace also with you know having having won medals earlier in the week there's a lot of maybe there's a lot of expectation on you how are you all you know able to deal with you know what you've already described as being quite a lot of pressure on, on the team um well the things we were just saying to each other was just go out do your best run and don't miss punch was the other one but um yeah, we all said like, yeah was um don't don't overstress it if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but just have the best run you can possibly have and then we'll see where that takes us we'd had quite a big chat the night before the team had to be declared about what running order was best and we mm. went through pretty much every single option um before deciding on the one we went for and we basically thought that that was the best chance to give us of a really really top result it was a slightly risky strategy potentially putting Megan out first in her first ever jaywalk um and racing lots of older much more experienced girls but she really kept her head and lived up to it and that set it up really well for the um, me and Fiona so we were very happy with how it worked out but there was a lot of other orders discussed and who knows if maybe we'd gone for a different one it maybe wouldn't have gone so well for us what was the uh, the most likely other option? The one that you were kind of tossing The original up with? team that was selected was me on first leg, Grace on second leg, and Megan on last leg. Okay. 
Um, I think the reason behind that was, well, I've run first leg at almost every jaywalk I've been to. I think, so I've run first leg three times and I've pretty, that's always been pretty much my best performance of the week. Um, so I was an experienced first leg runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we thought if we could get Megan out with in a good position, then she could hopefully hold it. Um, but then Megan has got such good speed, so um, it's a really good, it's a good place to be on first leg when you know you're quicker than the majority of the girls out there. So you can take a bit of the pressure off and keep a bit calmer. As Megan said, she was really like running sort of 70% for most of the race and able to just think about the navigation. Um, but we were concerned that possibly um, having lots of people out in the forest, it can be a help or a hindrance. Um, mm. And well, Megan just used them how she wanted to use them, which is like the sign of a good first leg really runner. But sometimes it can be more of a distraction. Megan, do you think you'll do more first legs now? I hope so. Um, yeah, no, I've, I was thinking now that I would definitely rather have been on first leg than third unless the girls came back like an amazing lead after second. But I feel like mm. coming back and watching the pressure that must have been on Grace and watching the <laughs> GPS, I don't think I would have liked to have been in that position. So but first leg might be the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've I n- I've never really run first leg before but did at the JK this year and really really enjoyed it I think I I really liked running a- alongside other people and I, I think some people as you said can really use that and some people really don't like it mm. I love it I think it's the best fun <laughs> you can have in orienteering just head to head fighting it out with other people to be first back is just I don't think there's anything more fun than the first leg of a relay, especially if you're racing in an international relay, just because it's so stressful. But if you if you revel in that stress <laughs> and, you, and you use it, then it, it, you, there's no better feeling, I think. If you mess up, obviously it's horrible. But if you don't and you do what you did, Megan, it's just amazing, I think. Um. So so the three of you, where, where do you all go f- uh, from here? Fiona, this was your last uh, jaywalk. Um, yeah. What are you looking at? Are you targeting anything particular in the next few years? Oh, the next few years. Um... Well, or the next <laughs> year, maybe. Let's do the, the next, next year. The next... <laughs> the next couple of weeks. The next. Uh, so basically, I've decided I'm not going to go for any senior competitions this year um, mm-hmm. because I think, firstly, for this jaywalk, I've put in a lot of, like, a lot of effort, a lot of preparation, and it's been really hard work um and I don't think I can put that same level of focus into anything else this year um Mm. so I'm gonna go and have some fun and do some races that I quite like doing but normally would maybe have not been my top priority um I'm going to Oregon um next week and then I'll be doing some hopefully some mountain running and just focusing on the running for a bit um and yeah just trying out things which I haven't been able to do the last few years but then probably in the next few years I will be going for senior selection um I know oh I won't be going for anything until maybe next which is a sprint walk um Mm -hmm. and I think I've got a reasonable chance of especially I, I tried a knockout sprint recently 
um, at the ASOM meet in Belgium. ASOM, yeah. Yeah, and I think that was really good fun. Um, so that was quite <laughs> nice to at least give it a go because it's not something you get the chance to do very often. Um, so I think that would be quite good fun if I could maybe target that and focusing on the running this year will really help because knockout sprint is really dependent on speed even more than other types. Um, and mm. yeah, it would be really good to go for forest selection, but I don't think I need to rush into it basically. Yes, I think that's I think that's a good good plan. I think yeah, definitely taking some time off time off, especially with all the the preparations. And you know, you've been studying alongside this yes. as well. Um, sounds like a really good one. And so best of luck with that. Um, Grace, you've got one more jaywalk to go. Yes, so um, jaywalk in Turkey next year should be my final one as long as I make the team. But the end of yeah, the end of August, we're off to Turkey for a week to prep to prepare for that. Um, to mainly, uh, we're going at that time of year because it'll be similar conditions to hot. what we're racing in. <laughs> one of which is going to be that it's really hot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, not basically a couple of weeks off and then for looking towards next year. But no, nah, I'll take a couple of weeks. I'm doing a lot of orienting this summer, but just for fun, really oaring in in the Scottish six days. Uh, and then after the summer, I'm starting at uni, so that'll be different because this year I've been on a gap year so I've yeah. had a lot of time to mm. focus on running and doing my own training and orienteering lots uh, so I'll have to balance that a bit more with studying next year um, so that'll be interesting I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to uni and hopefully I can manage to uh, keep up the level of training I've been doing this year as well um, but hopefully yeah power on till next jaywalk and get some more good results there where are you off to uni again remind me I'm going to Oxford to do physics. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's, and... a good, there's a good group down there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Megan, presumably, and hopefully, you'll have uh, a few more jaywalks to come. Yeah. Potentially three if I manage to get on the team each year, which is quite a prospect that I'll be back at the same event in potentially 2022. <laughs> <laughs> What's, do you have anything particular on your orienteering calendar in the next, you know, next uh, couple of months? Um, there's Jack at the end of September, I want to say, um, mm-hmm. in the south of France. So that could be hot again. It should be good preparation for Turkey. Um, but no, I don't handle heat very well, so it'll be <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, Megan and I are both going to Jack, so we're that's our uh, other GB competition of the year. So hopefully we can have some strong races there too yeah jake's always good fun as well it's that bit more relaxed than jaywalk and you know the relay's always good fun and you know just putting some good results because sprint long and the relay at jack i think isn't it they drop the middle yeah it is this year yeah yeah so i mean that would be good fun and you know france is always pretty nice to go to i think we don't go there enough as brits for orienteering training it's got some great terrain how was stage six going in <laughs> as a world champion to the banquet something i never got to do which is must have been very fun yeah a bit of a power play coming in (laughs) 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 that was really good fun like we were just on such a high from the whole week so it was uh, a lot of fun just to sort of celebrate and have a good time with all the athletes there and um having been to jaywalks quite a few years now and just got lots of friends from lots of different countries and it was so much fun just to Mm. hang out with loads of people and have a good time and just relax after quite an intense week i think we should also 
um, mentioned how good the GB boys performance was this week because yes. I think they got maybe a little bit overshadowed by the medals that the girls team won um, but I know from any other jaywalks I would have I've been to the some of the results that the GB boys were achieving would have been like properly applauded in the team meeting and been like spread everywhere like you've done amazingly and then so for Eddie for example to be <laughs> I think the fifth best ever Brit in the long distance. And we had four guys podium in the relay as well and some really good performances elsewhere. Yeah, definitely. And Ali Thomas holding off the Danish uh, the Danish lad for the final spot on the podium is great as well. Oh, that was such an, such an exciting moment. Just waiting in quarantine, watching. We had no information at all, really. Just sort of the, the Danish commentator getting really excited that the Danes might be almost on the podium. And we were like, oh my God, Ali, come on, you can do it. And just to see him fly down the running was, oh, that was, that was amazing. And that was really inspirational just before we all set off, um, just to see that the guys had done it so we could do it too. As a team, we have to thank everyone who's helped us get to this stage. So the team who are out with us in Denmark, um, Paul and Craig, and then Bob and Anne, who came as volunteers to support us during the week they really helped helping the organization go really smoothly as well as like emotional support helping us get to the start line of the next race in our best possible state even when we maybe were overcoming disappointments earlier in the week um it's really difficult to explain how much they contributed to this and then like the coaches who's helped us over the years. Mark Nixon's been a massive part of the GB squad for as long as I've been in it. Um, he wasn't there at this championships, but we've all learned a massive amount from his experience and knowledge. Um, and all the coaches who have helped out at Talent Squad weekends over the years, coming as volunteers, giving up their own free time to help us as juniors develop. Um, we have to say a massive thanks to them. Then we've all got um, family at home and our clubs at home who've contributed a lot and really helped us get to where we are. Um, and sort of funding sources because we're all pretty self-funded to get to these championships. And we've all had various grants, which obviously we'll have to say our personal thanks to. Um, but yeah, the support from everyone back at home just on Nope Sport and just sending us messages not even when we've done really well but also when we haven't done as well as we've hoped helping us show us that they've got belief in us and um yeah it's been really really nice so thank you so much for all the support everyone fantastic okay i think we'll end it there um thank you again um the three of you for um you know sparing the time to come have a chat to us i like really really do appreciate it and um like yeah and congratulations once again you yeah, you all you. should be you know so deserve to be really pleased and really proud of your performances i'm sure you know all your friends and family are too thank you very much for listening to this bonus episode of the run-in um as usual you can follow us on facebook and twitter we are at the run-in pod um, please send us your questions. Once again, huge congratulations 
to the, the British team for their fantastic performances throughout uh, Jaywalk and we will see you next time.